BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you prepare for the arrival of your little one, you've been picking the right doctor, touring the hospital, and finishing up your baby registry. But how much thought have you put into life after the big day of the birth? What are your plans for recovery from childbirth? How much experience do you have taking care of a baby 24-7? I'm Rosemary Mason, a certified postpartum doula, and today we'll be talking about how hiring a postpartum doula can make your transition to mommyhood much easier. This is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What, Pregnancy Glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got cankles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your weekly online on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant as well. I'm your host, Danny Laird. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes. After each new show, they get bonus content only available to them, plus special giveaways and discounts. See our website, www.preggypals.com, for more information. Now, another way for you to stay connected is by going to your Windows, your iTunes, your Android marketplace and downloading the Preggy Pals app. This is absolutely free and it's a great way for you to keep up on your Preggy Pals episodes. Learn everything about pregnancy, birth and brand new babies. Now, Sam, our producer, is going to give us some more information about our virtual panelist program. Take it away, Sam. Thanks, Sandy. So if you don't live in San Diego, but you'd like to be a panelist on our show, you can still participate through our virtual panelist program. Just like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter using hashtag PreggyPalsVP. And all new, follow us on Instagram at NewMommyMedia and search hashtag PreggyPals for behind-the-scenes pictures. We'll post questions throughout the week prior to our taping, and we'd love for you to comment so we can incorporate your thoughts into our episode. You can also submit your questions directly to our experts. Learn more about our VP program through the community section on our website, www.preggypals.com. Great. So let's introduce ourselves. My name is Annie. I'm the host. I'm 36 years old. I'm sorry. God, I'm not 36 yet. Uh, (laughs) By the time this episode gets released, I'll be darn near 36 years old. So that makes me apparently elderly now. And I can't even remember my own age. So there you go. My mind's gone. I have three kids, uh, all little girls, almost nine, almost two and six months old. So I got a built-in babysitter. It's awesome. So... I'm Samantha. I'm 22. I'm a mostly stay-at-home mom besides my job here at Preggy Pals. I have an 18-month-old daughter named Olivia who is an unplanned cesarean, and I'm hoping for a V-back next time around. Awesome. Yeah, that happens quick, doesn't it? Of just, like, going from infant to all of a sudden. It's like, oh, oh, you're talking, talking, you have a personality. Like, no, but last time I thought I had a baby. Yeah. But she's a kid now. Yeah, she is. amazing to me. (laughs) Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, 
I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. On Preggy Pals, occasionally we will have featured segments and be reviewing news articles uh, talking about just different topics. So the news article, the title of it this week is Some Moms Prefer Their Post-Body Babies, Stretch Marks and All. So most mothers can agree that having a baby usually forever changes your body, whether it's fuller hips or a softer stomach or breasts that you know aren't quite as perky as they once were. Uh, and we live in a culture where, you know, quote unquote, getting your pre-body baby back, it's assumed to be a nearly universal postpartum goal. Uh, but some moms are just fine with their post-baby body, finding these new changes come with a new kind of strength and an appreciation for what they're physically capable of doing. It was a USA Today uh, poll that was done in 2013. So although 70% of moms said they feel worse about how their body looks after having kids, there is a 30%, that, that's a sizable, uh, I think, percentage of moms that like their post-baby body better uh, and they feel more powerful and confident in their looks. So I, I was kind of surprised when I... I uh, I thought it was 30%. Yeah, 30% seems higher than I would have guessed. Although it makes sense that, you know, just because your body doesn't look the same way, you feel much more empowered because you had the gift of bringing life into the world, which no man can do yeah. on his own. Jim Gaffigan does this great little, uh, I don't know if you, have you ever heard of Jim Gaffigan? Yeah, I've yeah. heard his, uh, his spiel about his home birth and about how his family is more attachment parenting natural living yeah type. Well, and, and and in this in the little uh skit that i'm talking about he he says basically you know when you think he, he has great re- respect mm-hmm. for women and i'm saying you know when you think about it you know it's women are amazing right. you know with their, they can grow a baby with their body and then they birth a baby through their body and then they can somehow through some miracle of life can feed a baby with their body right. because when you think about the male contribution to this you know it's, it's kind of very a ba- small yeah, because it's kind of embarrassing he's like well i help too you know with the th- you know, for three seconds for the thing i think about doing 24 hours a day right. you, know, so, you know after you have a baby it's just enough to think about taking care of a baby <laughs> yeah. and taking care of yourself barely yeah so this goes really well into our segment for today Perfect. into what we're talking about today postpartum doulas BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today on Preggy Pals, we're continuing our series on hiring your care providers. So, so much t- uh, time, I think, really goes into focusing on hiring the right doctor, 
or hiring the right pediatrician. I think those are the, the main two that people think about. Oh, like I get the right doctor, you know, and then after the baby's born, you get the, the doctor for the baby, you know. Uh, but today we're talking about hiring a postpartum doula. Uh, so joining us today as our expert is Rosemary Mason. She's a certified postpartum doula. Now she started her career back in 1994 as a certified childbirth educator, a donor trained birth doula. She's, uh, as I mentioned, a certified postpartum doula, and she's also a certified lactation educator. Rosemary, welcome to the show and thanks for joining us. Thank you. Yeah. So no, I think when the word doula comes up, I think people think of that like birth coach. So what 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 is a postpartum doula? So a postpartum doula takes you the second half. So a birth doula, I always think of as you start your journey, you start off with a birth doula. She takes you at the beginning part of your journey. She plans, helps you plans, you know, your trip. She gets you on the plane. She sends you on your way. She goes on the plane with you. She gets to the end and then the door opens and she says, thank you. Have a great trip and leaves you there. I, as a postpartum doula, will meet you at the gate and say, okay, let's continue our journey as you bring this baby home. And that's what we do. We come in with physical and emotional support. Um, lots of resources in the community. So this mom doesn't feel about, like she's by herself bringing a baby home. Yeah. So I'm. Th- that was one of the questions I, I think um, before I had my first baby and I really knew what a postpartum doula was. I think that was a misconception I definitely had of like, well, right. oh, is that kind of like a babysitter? Like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, what other special skills do postpartum doulas bring than, you know, your typical 16-year-old right. babysitter? So it's pretty much... Um, all about breastfeeding, bottle feeding, pumping, when to pump, when not to pump, you know, how much are we pumping, um, getting the family involved, if you have other siblings, if there's any jealousy issues, um, how to go ahead and nurse the first, your second baby when you have a second one, when we're bringing in what we call the little, um, little ha- the family box, and it has all kinds of fun things the baby, the second one could be using while you're nursing the other one, and that could have masking tape and all kinds of fun little toys. And so th- that keeps occupation of that. We also provide um, nighttime support. So so if you're totally exhausted and need some support at that time, we could also come in and help you um, with the baby at, in the evening times. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that they say that newborn babies, they sleep. What is it? You would know better than yeah. I. Is 14 it? to 16 hours a day, but just wow. not continuously. Yeah. <laughs> and always when you want to sleep, it seems like, is that a normal thing where babies have their daytimes and their nighttimes? It, in some up? babies it is. I usually find that most babies will follow along what you've been doing pregnant. So if you're a type that likes to sleep a lot during the day and then be up during the night, depending on your work, your baby will already be in that sink. So oh, interesting. Yeah. So if you find your baby very active in the middle of the night, it was probably because you were up going to the bathroom or working or whatever, and they will repeat that schedule. Wow. And so well, then once they get out, you just have to kind of, they'll readjust. It doesn't take them very long, but they will re- readjust. Yeah. How long do you find that normally takes for them to get? It can be anywhere from two to six weeks Okay. until they kind of get into their days and nights a little more organized. What most parents like to do is thinking, oh, we want to keep it really loud during the day and, and so they won't sleep as well. And that's really a mistake because you want to, when when they're sleeping, you want to be respectful of their sleep so they get really good sleep. And then when they're awake, then you can keep the TV on and talk to them um, and keep the noise level up a little bit so they can start getting used to the days and nights. Mm-hmm. Nighttime, it's pretty businesslike. We feed them burp them and put them right back down there's not a lot of stimulus and then they'll start to get their days and nights organized that's awesome i mean imagine that to, that would just uh, have good habits not that you'd be sleep sleep training a baby exactly no yeah. that's way too early that we're you know talking about but for the family to get in some good like i said some good habits is really nice toward the end of the day where it's you know feeding it's bath time it's massage time it's story time and then it's down for bed yeah and then it's that, time for you it makes me think you know gosh i wish i i would have hired a postpartum doula just because i really think Waiting that for as, you. yeah as a <laughs> especially with um, older children that could really be an advantage of, you know, for a new baby, for a first baby, that I think that'd be helpful too. Very helpful. Like, 
how many of us can say, oh, yeah, I just have been around babies. This is not like when we lived in tribes and we're nomads. Exactly. Or, you know, where, where you would take care of your nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and cousins and all that. It's I think it's very much a... And we're so separated from family now, too. Very much separated. And especially here in San Diego, we have a lot of new families that just arrived and really don't have any family at all or, or just a few close friends, but they don't feel they can you know, ask them for any type of support at all. Yeah. I mean, what kind of uh, what kind of area would you think that was around San Diego where, where we have so many families like that? Um, I think it's just the military. We have quite a few military families coming in. We have mm. a lot of new businesses coming in. So it's just, you know. People are going where the jobs are, especially exactly. after this recent recession. Exactly. So. And if you have a choice between San Diego and, and probably a snowy climate you would probably choose yeah i would i would certainly yeah (laughs) so um i was just reading uh, online a little bit about postpartum depression and um so what kind of training do postpartum doulas have in postpartum depression Mm -hmm. can they recognize it oh that's our job we screen for postpartum mood disorders and that could be anywhere from depression to anxiety and mostly our moms are experiencing some sort of anxiety it could be an ocd type of anxiety um it could be a sleep type of anxiety but those are our major ones then our job is then to refer to the therapist that we work with and that would be through the postpartum health alliance here in san diego which is probably one of the top um, facilities in the united states um, so then that then we would they would take over for us well so our jobs come in kind of screen talk with these moms how are you feeling are you feeling anxious anything different than you normally feel then um, and they come to us because we're such a we're very trustworthy in the family and they just feel like, wow, you know, Rosemary, I do. I don't don't feel myself. I feel very anxious around the baby. I'm having, you know, even bad thoughts. And they think, you know, right away, it's going to be a psychosis type of episode. And that's less than 1% of the, you know, society that, that would experience that. Um, so then we would then, I would then refer to one of the therapists that work with us. Oh, okay. So you don't actually treat as a postpartum. Exactly. Doula. We're not therapists. We're mm-hmm. there to screen. That's okay. not our job. Okay. Now, how long do postpartum doulas normally help a new mother? I, I mean, what's a normal yeah. job for you, you that know, you would get hired for? It could be for? any amount of time, and we like to let families know we're there for the first 12 weeks, and you can jump in at any amount in that time. So most people think, oh, gosh, if we didn't, you know, get us postpartum to the first couple of weeks, then, you know, they're not available for us. And that's not true. We're there for the first 12 to 14 weeks of the baby's life, that first trimester. Mm-hmm. And so there are, the, I should say, the fourth trimester, and we'll help them out that way. A lot of times you may just want some consultation where you just want the doula to come in for a couple of hours and just go over the bath. And am I doing the breastfeeding correctly is, you know, all kinds of different um, questions. So if they think of us like the baby manual, that would be a very appropriate way to think of us. And they always wonder, babies never come with a manual. And they do. It's called a postpartum doula. And you yeah. can just open her up and pick out what you need to do. Yeah. Some people with multiples then want longer terms. So maybe they want three or four days a week or maybe a couple nights in between there. Once again, it's all about learning. How are you going to take these babies to the store? You know, how are you going to do the, your normal things? How are you going to take a shower? How are you going to, you know, just walk the dog? All the things that you normally do, you now have to incorporate a baby with or babies. So that's what we do. How, what's a normal shift? Like, uh, do you find that you're doing more day work, more night work? Um, how, how long are you with a family as far as like like per day? Per day? Because it it's not a 24-7 thing. It's, it's, it can be. Some people want 24-hour care if they have triplets. And, mm-hmm. you know, they want for those first couple of weeks, 24 hours, you know, twelve. We maybe we'll do a 12-hour shift. Sometimes we usually get three doulas involved and they do each do an eight-hour shift. And, and we do that because you want a fresh, reliable person in. And you can't expect a doula to be there six weeks, you know, six weeks every single day living with you 
it's just too much to ask for one person. Uh, it's very it's, it's easier just for us to get a team of people in there to help um, the whole facility. I usually will go in and spend anywhere from four to six to eight hours a day um, with a family, depending on what their needs are. And it could be at nighttime, it's it's pretty much an eight-hour shift. We usually come in at 10, 11 o'clock, stay till six or seven, um, bringing the mom, the baby, or she's coming in to nurse. We're doing the burping and the changing and um, just any questions. And they have. it seems like they have a lot more questions at night. Okay. When we come back, we're going to be discussing actually how you find a postpartum doula to interview. We'll be right back. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back. Today we're talking about hiring your postpartum doula. So, Rosemary, we were talking about this a little bit in the first part of the interview of a typical day of work for a postpartum doula. So say in a, a eight hour, say mom wants uh, eight hours during the day. So what would the, that day look like? Sure. For, so we you come in. Right. We usually mm-hmm. arrive you know, at a specific time. And then we usually always start off. Um, what, 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 is, what did you eat today? And usually it's always about, you know, oh, well, I think I had toast. Well, right away, we're making some food for that mom. Or maybe she wants us to come in the kitchen so we can hold the baby and she wants to fix her own breakfast. It's, you know, it's really what her choice wants to do. Then we can help go off doing some baby laundry, some tidying up the, the facility around with her. Um, it could be she wants to go for a nap. Now um, she wants to take a shower. And all this time we're teaching her, like, if we weren't here, how are you going to do this without us? And so then we're going to show her how to put the baby in the bouncer chair, bring the baby into the bathroom, which most people thought, oh, I didn't even think about doing that. Or maybe they have one of those really fluffy little rugs that you can also put a little blanket down and put the baby on. If you do this every single day, the baby's going to get used to mommy taking a shower at a certain time, and they just end up enjoying it. Well, that's nice because I think that's important to have mom know that she needs to take care of herself. Very much so. If she doesn't take care of herself, then she can't take care of her baby. Exactly. It all falls apart at that time. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, a lot of our moms think they're super moms. And my gosh, you know, I didn't think it was going to be this this difficult. And after all, I I went through college or graduate school and, you know, I I didn't even sleep during finals. And, you know, that's a whole different thing, not sleeping during finals. That's that's pretty much over. Then you go to Cabo or something. But, (laughs) you know... (laughs) After a baby, they they don't, you know, they're pretty much there all the time. You can't just put them in a box and say, okay, thank you. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. It's pretty much constant the whole time. You know, and I, I wonder if some of the, just the coping with new mommyhood of just what are the, what are the expectations? I know when I was uh, first brand, t- brand new mom, I look back now at my first daughter um, who was, you know, I, I had no idea, but she was a pretty typical baby, you know, and the babies on TV and the movies, yes. you know, unless it was for a punchline, they weren't crying. Right. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm doing something wrong because she's crying. Mm-hmm. No, she's a baby. 
and she that the, she's expressing what, herself in I, some way exactly she she can't talk to me and say well i'm tired or i'm hungry or mm-hmm. i'm any of this so but like that would have been really nice to have a postpartum doula go right. yeah you know i mean yeah try and fix the crying exactly. but you know i mean sometimes you just sometimes they just cry for sometimes crying is a communication of what and we're trying to figure out what it is and a lot of times our work is is as you know with along with the doulas and the the parents we're detectives we're trying to figure out what's going on with this baby it's not always food sometimes it's mostly overstimulation or you know something's going on and babies are kind of born with sensitivities to certain things either light or touch or just too much stimulus and that's what we're trying to help with those parents as well mm-hmm. now how can women find a postpartum doula to interview i know here in san diego we have beautiful beginnings which is a great um resource of a ton of postpartum doulas are part of that group but right. like um you know in in just any place in the united states because sure. that's where our podcast is listened to exactly it, throughout the united states and even internationally how could women like go and sure. just even find one there's a couple of places you can go to the dona website which is d-o-n-a dot um dot org and um, on that there'll be a little thing, a little menu on the side. You just put in your state, and then your doulas in that area will pop up. The certified doulas will pop up that end. You can also go with Kappa. You, there's a couple of you know lots of great groups out here, in, you know, across the United States that you'll be able to find one. You can just Google doulas in your area, and I'm sure a whole bunch of them will come up at this time. Okay. Now you mentioned with Dona that it brings up the certified uh, doulas. Now what what's what goes into a certification, and what what's the difference between hiring someone who's certified and someone maybe well, who's still working on the certification? Right. Cert- you know, certification is just going that extra step. You you know you you followed all the rules. You you have a standard of practice that you you abide by. Not that people who are not certified are not qualified, um, but if you're looking for someone who's gone the extra mile who does continuous ex- education continue you know, all the time um it's that's where i would really go with yeah now you talked about continuing education now what kind of continuing education do postpartum doulas yeah it's pretty much pursue? it's pretty much breastfeeding any type of baby care postpartum mood disorders it's it's all there's something going on pretty much all the time and and we are we are participating in that mm-hmm. and that once again gives you a more um stronger skill set so that you can go in and help with that family okay now, what is the going rate? I know, obviously, um, you know, here in Southern California might be different than Minnesota. Yeah, or correct. Like- it's it's pretty close around across the United States. It's between twenty five and thirty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. And once again, you don't have to have eight hours. It could just be a couple hours. Uh, it could be, you know, the six. It could be any amount the family needs. We don't really set a time that we have to be there. Some doulas do, but I personally don't. If you just want me for an hour, I'm happy to zip out for an hour and give you some consulting at that time. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Rosemary, for joining us today. Thank you. For more information about Rosemary and her business, North County Doulas, as well as information about any of our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Rosemary will share with us what she considers the top three questions that you should ask in an interview of a postpartum doula. To join our club, visit our website, www.preggypals.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Preggy Pals. We have a question for one of our experts. Janice in Okinawa writes, My sister tells me that eating sushi is dangerous for the baby, but I see women doing it where I live all the time. What is the danger in eating sushi while pregnant? Hello, I'm Lindsay Sovic, a registered dietitian nutritionist in San Diego, California, USA. Janice, thanks for asking this question. In the United States, it is recommended that pregnant women do not consume raw fish because of the increased risk for exposure to parasites and bacteria. While a woman is pregnant, her immune system is not as strong, and this makes her more susceptible to foodborne illness. With this said, some women still choose to take the risk and indulge in things like raw sushi from reputable restaurants. Just always talk this over with your physician or midwife. It is not, however, recommended that you cut out fish altogether when pregnant. Pregnant women can consider choosing cooked versions of sushi for a safer option, provided the chef cleans the prep surface before making the sushi. Consuming low mercury fish provides your body with omega-3s, which are crucial to the baby's brain development. To keep mercury levels low, it's recommended that one consume 12 ounces or less of low mercury-containing fish per week. Some examples are salmon, anchovies, herring, sardines, trout, pan-like tuna, and Atlantic and Pacific mackerel. I hope this is helpful. Thanks. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Parent Savers, for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. Next week, we'll be discussing how to keep your pregnancy low risk. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.